Welcome back to the Character Corner Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Deep. I'm here. All right, man. First Character Corner, full Character Corner uh, of 2020. And I think the first one we've done since, I think we just talked about this since beginning of November. I think we ended off. First true, yeah, first true Character Corner in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, we did the poll list in December. Uh, mm-hmm. We did a combo book club earlier uh, this year. I mean, I want to say that first weekend of of uh, January. Uh, but this is the first, you know, getting back to our roots. And actually the first character corner we've done on just a character, right? Because, yeah. um, you know, we've uh, we've been doing some on, uh, we did uh, Claremont Run, but we were doing a run of characters, stuff like that. So this, this it's been a minute. I think we did a short one on an update for uh, Wally West, but... This is our bread and butter, where we kind of pick up a, a character um, and go through and, uh, you know, give the comic book history of that character and kind of go through there. This is going to be a two-part. Before we get into that, and we announce the... Well, obviously, if you listen to this, you already see the character we're doing, obviously, Green Arrow. Uh, but <laughs> Deepom's going to go ahead and look through. Uh, like I said, if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, we go ahead and read it. And I think Deepom said we have two. Right we have two new ones. So if you guys, like you said, five-star reviews, we read on the air. It's a, it's a good policy. It loves to weed through people who just here to hate. Um, the first one's titled X-Men from Antonio Agosto. This is an amazing podcast. You guys have so much info on Claremont's X-Men run. I went back and read all those issues, and they still hold up today. Any chance of Crisis or The Flash? Well, um, Antonio, I would say go to our archives. There's definitely a Wally West character corner. That may be our first one. Yeah, I think Wally was but the first one. That may need a reboot. That may need a, a, a retouch. That may need a, a revisit. But... uh we just did Crisis over uh, on this feed, I believe. Well, it's on the premium feed, so we did. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, we did Crisis. So if you're pre- if you sign up for premium, you'll get us talking about a comic book, um, the the twelve issue miniseries on Crisis. Um, but you know, if you're listening to us on the Super Tuesday Recap um, podcast, then you'll hear us talking about the live action uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. And a matter of fact, coming up this week uh, is the the final two episodes of that. With Legend of Tomorrow on Arrow, so we'll be uh, definitely talking about that with Shannon and the Doctor. So, um, and, and now that stuff. you mention it, we may have to talk about the schedule because this new future run, or at least the rebirth run of the Flash, may need some consideration. Oh, absolutely. I think I think so. We're doing um, so on premium. We're, we've already announced that we're doing the combo book club run uh, for Tom King's Batman. But I gotta say, Joshua Williamson's Flash run has been criminally underrated, not by us. <laughs> Chef kiss. Huh? Just chef's kiss, so good. Like it's been like I've been I've, I've been catching up. Like I'm maybe like two issues behind right now. But I think cause I think we talked about this when we did the poll list. And I was talking about it, and I was going through it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I need to catch up. And I, I started catching up, and I was like, holy shit, I want to have another poll list so we could talk about this. <laughs> like it is incredible. It's a great run. It really is. Um, and um, again, we've been talking so much about Tom King and all the other stuff of Rebirth and obviously Superman. And there's a lot of things in Rebirth that we getting around. I mean, we've talked about Green Arrow and we're going to hit the Green Arrow Rebirth run in the second part of uh, Oliver, uh, our Oliver Queen character corner. Clearly, there's going to be a two-parter. Um, but yeah, man, at some point, we got to talk about this Rebirth run of, of The Flash because it has been... It has been very, very good. <laughs> and I just feel like it's not being talked about enough. So... Um, Definitely got to do that. But you know what? Another thing I thought about, too, um, we've done Wally. Maybe we should do a Barry Allen character corner. I mean, we haven't but I done feel it. Like, see, and, that, and we'll talk about this when we get to Green Arrow, because it's one of my worries. Yeah. Is that a lot of those Silver Age stories are so... I'm going to use the word, but if, it doesn't, if you think it doesn't apply, then don't get offended. Inconsequential? No, we're going to talk about that here, but you're right. It's... 
it's it's tough to like I would rather touch on what I think is the new high water. Like if we want to talk about Barry Allen post crisis, mm-hmm. I think that's a fair conversation because yeah. he appears in a lot of books. He appears in Green Arrow during the Quiver Run. Like it, it's he is the like the patron saint of the DCU going forward post crisis. Mm-hmm. And then when Jeff Johns has decided to bring him back, it's interesting to see how it's received not just in universe but kind of as a meta commentary on what the comic industry has done. And I think that's more of the interest of people. And like I said, I know you got one more review to read, but we'll talk about this when we get into this all the recruitment. I, I, I'm with you. I feel like once we hit the Dennis O'Neill, uh, Daniel O'Neill's uh, uh, Green Arrow, Green Lantern run, that's when you kind of really get a solidifying of Oliver Queen. And then we get into the Mike uh, Grell run, which really kind of defines the period yeah. we're going to end at. Like mm-hmm. everything before then, Kind of, sort of, and not it's, only so, that, it's so it, weird because you, that's the moment where kind of Green Arrow becomes the test kitchen. Yeah, and, like it's like, well, we can't tell these stories in Batman, but what if we could? Here's right. what we do: we do oh, it with an arrow. A- absolutely. In in let's save this. We're gonna yeah, hold this. Hold like, this. Thought. They've cracked open a lot of the, <laughs> right. the the content that's about to come towards you. Hold, hold your horses, folks. We'll be right there. We got one more review to read, but thank you for that review. Uh, uh, and we'll definitely XX lyric. Salute to you, my brothers. First of all, I want to crip walk every time the song comes on. <laughs> it's awesome to hear my fellow comic black comic book aficionados leading the community. Keep up the great work on educating the public about this literary art form that is the most overlooked or looked down upon. Lastly, this is a good one here. Who do you think is a better artist, John Romita Jr. or John Romita Sr.? I feel like Jr. is a little one-dimensional when it comes to facial structures with his male characters. Just want your thoughts on this. Thanks again. Do you have anything to say before I before I just pick a fight with half the internet? All you, sir. All you. I don't like John Romita Jr.'s art. <laughs> there, I said it. If his name wasn't Romita, I don't think I'd ever check for it at all. His father crafted some of the greatest images in comic book history. Like, even if you say, oh, it wouldn't be published today, like, the emotion and the evocative nature of Ramita Sr.'s art, for me, it's timeless. Junior, little buddy, you see one of his faces. <laughs> and I think that, like, he's a name. Like, he sells, his name sells a book. The Ramita name sells a book. I get that. His stuff has never resonated with me. I don't know if he picks the products that don't touch or products that I But, like, he's on a bunch of Spider-Man stuff that I would love. He's on um, the Scott Snyder All-Star Batman stuff that I should love, his art. And it just never hits for me. Kick-ass, too. Never hits for me. It's just enemy of the state, a great a Wolverine storyline that I actually like. Doesn't hit for me. Because he's, I, yeah, I'm, short answer, give me senior. I mean, is that really a bet? short, longer answer? Like, I think Junior is—he's obviously good and obviously talented and obviously a sought after name. Like, that. I may be giving the I don't like Martin version of this take because I don't like Martin, and now I'll come from here to my say. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of trouble this podcast. But I'm, um, but, but I'm, but I'm, I'm wondering, like, is that is that a a hot take? She don't move me, man. You know what I'm saying? No, like, but, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that does it, it are it, outside of the name is is it a hot take for people to say they like junior better than senior? People keep. Signing I mean, no, 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 no. I don't know, man. Like, well, I mean, I know we know why people sign it, right? I mean, it's the name, but are, I, I'm just wondering: are there people out there? Not uh, I said the hot take wrong. Is it a hot take that people like senior oh, better yeah. than junior? I don't know. That's 
I don't I think mean, it is. Part of it is the nostalgia factor. Like John Romita Sr. benefits from the fact that he follows C Ditko and he illustrated some of my favorite Spider moments. Like Facey Tiger, you hit the jackpot. That panel, that's John. Right. Like that's hard for me to to divorce what I know of Spider Man from John Romita Sr. I think, and I, so and I, and I'm, I'm trying to be yeah. as cognizant of my own personal bias <laughs> as I can be. But Junior's art just like even in stories that of his that I like. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at some of the art right now, and I'm like, when when if you're dealing with somebody who has a face covered, it's it's kind of okay. But like, Spider stuff's better, but all the villains yeah. look the same. Well, no, no, no I'm like, saying, no, that's what I'm his, saying. Like, his, villain, his Venom Spider-Man story, I don't like. There's certain character I don't think he's built to draw. He's not built to draw Venom. Yeah, like, why do Captain America, Superman, and Punisher all look have the same face, and Thor, like? I didn't say it. Y'all heard me. I didn't say it. <laughs> but like, but it's true. Like, you look it up and you see they all had the same face. And so, yeah, mm, yeah. Hey, man, y'all can't be writing stuff and you just get us in trouble. <laughs> Yo, like, we starting all 2020 wrong? Even if I agree with the question asked. <laughs> it's like we starting all 2020 on the wrong foot here, guys. God, they, might as well like, why don't you think Storm and Black Panther should be together? Like, that's going to be the next... <laughs> Question. Wait, that's a whole episode right there. No, I just honestly, I was, I saw it in this week. I got upset for a second, and then I just linked the mailbag. <laughs> and then I remember that I made some off-brand comments. I didn't make off-brand. I made very on-brand, but like semi-controversial comments about Storm deserving a solo movie. So don't listen to that part because I don't want to hear. It. I uh, I uh. I think I was uh, this week. I, I saw you tag me, and then I was like, I, I, "I'm not saying I don't, I don't want to see." You didn't even engage. Nope. Like, I was like, "I was like, Mm-mm, I don't know where this came from. I'm not doing this anymore. That's my 2020 res- resolution. I'm if I have spent two or more hours talking about stuff on a podcast, I am not engaging with it." I'm just and- gonna send you a link, <laughs> and it seems like as like guys. And I did engage with this person for a second just to be like, "Look, guys, this is frustrating. It was born of mass misunderstanding of the two characters." And it was fixed immediately thereafter. However, <laughs> that's the last time I'm doing that. Chris is right. Y'all getting a link from now on. Oh, that's what the link's for, man. We spend a lot of time on this shit. Hit him with the link and keep it moving. So that's, that's, uh, that's a great, that, that's a new resolution I can say about. Yeah, hit him with the link and keep it moving. So anyway, uh, thank you very much for that email coming in, even if it got uh, deep on one rant. But you know what? We love those. So send those emails, send, the, send those uh, five-star reviews in. Just so we can get Deep Pond's blood boiling before we start the episode. I always like having him with a high blood pressure before we start getting into the character corner. It always kind of any podcast we do, I like doing that. It just it just makes it so much better. Everyone knows that you like it. Like we, they've heard your, they've seen your movies, as the kids say. <laughs> we get it. Oh man! All right, so let's jump into this. Let's let's talk about we we were kind of started talking about in the last um movie we got about you know Green Arrow and. I really say, and, and I think anytime we're about to do a DC character, particularly one that started in the Golden Age, because you kind of tend, tend to sometimes forget that a character like Green Arrow has been around since the Golden Age, I highly recommend you go back, and I'll make sure I start linking them here. I highly recommend you go back and listen to that part one of, of our History of Comics episode we did uh, last year, beginning at, uh, make this, you know, to make this evergreen. In beginning of 20, 2019. So January 2019, we did a two-part History of Comics episode. One first part dealt with um, the Golden and Silver Age, and the second part dealt with uh, Bronze and Modern Age. I, I highly recommend you listen to both parts, but particularly when we're doing DC characters that were that started in the Golden Age, I think it's very, very important to go back and listen to the episode. And 
Uh, I also linked to some of the, um, <clears throat> I think the audiobooks I listened to as well to get some of the research for that. Listen to those. And, and I think it helps you get some context on these characters and where they came from because you start from here and you have Oliver Queen and, 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 uh, as Green Arrow and, and, and Roy Harper as, as Speedy. And their first appearance is More Fun Comics. What was it? Uh, third, 73. And it falls into, like a lot of these characters that we have from DC and the Golden Age, starting in these other these little books as like six issues in the back of uh, a book or something else. I, I want to say the the beginning of this, um, even the cover of More Fun Comics seventy three is Doctor Fate. Yes, you know. Um, so the, More Fun Comics had Doctor Fate, Green Arrow, and Speedy, Superboy, and Aquaman. So we've already covered Superboy and Aquaman also on previous character corners. All these characters had their first their first appearances in this little anth- this little book here, more fun comics. And it's important to note that this was the this was the, the model of the time. We're talking yes. about fifty comics from sixty seven years ago. That's going to be particularly superhero comics because this is after the seduction, the incident trials. This is all that kind of stuff. That's the atmosphere that's existing. And so, a standalone first appearance of Green Arrow number one that's not going to exist. No. But like you said, these anthology books were a great way for publishers to see what characters would sink and which would swim. And there wasn't message board results. There wasn't um, search engine optimization. It was, hey, what's the feedback we got on these stories? What are the most of the letters about? That's why they had to run for five, six months to give them legs. Yeah. I mean, even when you think about uh, Superman and, and, and Batman, again, same thing. Action comics, you know, Detective was Superman. Comics, uh, De- Detective Comics was Batman, right? It's And and you pick those up, and they're, they're not the only story in those books, you know? And so that's the thing. And, and with, with Green Arrow, because I think a lot of times, just in general, because I think a lot of people, when we're talking about a character like Green Arrow, we'll get some of the background, but a lot of you guys know what we're talking about. Oliver Queen, billionaire playboy, and there's always these jokes. Uh, we've talked about it plenty of time on Arrow, about the, the, like, he's Green Archer Batman. Right, we make those jokes, but the truth of the matter is that's what he was. When you started off in more fun comics, the whole idea here, and it was created by more uh, Weisinger and George Papp, and the whole idea was to make him Archer Batman. Like he had an arrow cave. He started. He started off like, with. He started, I, I, he you're started, saying that I need people to really no, realize what Chris is saying. No, he had an arrow cave. He had an arrow yes. car. An yes. aeroplane, like I'm yes. not bullshitting. It was an arrow signal, my nigga. Like yeah. <laughs> this was, is Batman with a quiver. Yeah, he was Batman with a quiver. He's, I mean, that even, was the pitch. He, even down to the idea that he he debuts with his own side uh, teenage sidekick, like mm-hmm. Batman. Right, Batman did. No, no, no. They cut up that middle. Like, why we why we have this period before we made up Robin? Nah, so, bro. Yeah, no. Or straight to it. Right, because they knew that part of the hook was a child character where you could identify and say, "Oh, I wish I could be Robin." Mm-hmm. So here we go. You know, you start off with Roy Harper and it takes you, I want to say, Morphone Comics 89 when they finally give you the background on where this character came from. Because that's the other thing, too. Like, a lot of times you get these characters, they just hop right in. There's no origin story. It's just they appear. You got, you literally have uh, <laughs> Green Arrow and Speedy and an Arrow car chasing down some bad guys, right? It's like I there's. I think it was both. I like the, this is one of the first right. of. Like where they're just making copycat. Like he was, that was their Joker, Bullseye. Yeah, yeah. It. He is. I mean, and I mean, obviously, there's the the pull from Robin Hood. Obviously, that that first costume is very, very Robin Hoody, right? It's you know, you might as well have been Robin Hood. 
Um, and uh, it's it's interesting to see that a character that was copied so much from Batman lasted as long as he did. Because you would think that people would just get tired of him and say, this is just a copy. I mean, we've talked about this before about, <clears throat> we, again, go back to listen to that. You'll hear about certain co- characters that were end up being copies that did not take off. And <clears throat> while Green, uh, Oliver Queen and, and Speedy didn't really take off per se, it was a fact that who they were teamed up with, or they're at least... Who else was in the anthologies with them, right? So at some point, I think um, uh, Weisinger would make sure that he was also doing Superboy at the time. He'd make sure that Superboy was there. Because Weisinger came into power at DC Comics at the time. Right. So it was important for him. Like, anyone, any big book, he'd get Green Arrow attached to it. Uh, more fun comics, like we said, than adventure comics, because Superman titles mm-hmm. were all big. It's yeah. like throwing... <laughs> I'm not throwing shade at anyone when I say this. <laughs> sure. Hypothetically... <laughs> It's like knowing someone's about to get a show on CW and all of a sudden Black Lightning's in a bad book. <laughs> For the first time in 20 years. <laughs> Hypothetically. Just throwing it out there. Just an example. <laughs> no, but I mean, but and, and it worked, right? It makes sense. It, it, yeah. it, and it allowed Green Arrow to, to do something that I think a lot of the characters from the Golden Age didn't, which is kind of survive in that form meaning no, that there, there is no silver hat flash in the silver age right there's no alan scott in the silver age exactly all he's like nah nigga my I, i'm in the club <laughs> i survived like it's uh, it, i'm with check your list again <laughs> yo it is I'm in this bitch yo soups <laughs> yeah it's your boy the red clothes yeah come on i mean like when that, you when you think about it right i mean he has a more consistent background than Wonder Woman when you think of it in that case. Like, it's weird. That's like being <laughs> I know the tallest kid in kindergarten. It does not matter. Because Wonder Woman's origin. <laughs> so it's like, go back and listen to our podcast. I am frustrated the entire time. Well, here's the thing. And I, I think about, I'm not going to get too much into her here, even though she's very tied to Green Arrow. Um, Black Canary has a similar kind of thing. When Dinah you talk about- and Laurel and Dinah and Dinah. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, so, and but again, Dinah's another character that debuted in the Golden Age in 1947. She di- uh, debuted in Flash Comics number 86. So, and obviously we'll get into more with uh, Dinah Lance, Dinah Drake, whoever you want to call her at this point. Um, but like, her character kind of didn't survive because they did a lot of reconning with her, even with her canary cry stuff, like trying to pin down the origin of here's your homework today. And we'll, cause listen, we're not going to do this now. We're not even going to do it for the birds of prey movie. At some point, maybe we'll co- cover some of the birds of prey care, uh, female characters, uh, in another, another, um, episode. But, um, I want you guys for your homework, track down the consistent origin of Dinah's canary cry. <laughs> He's an asshole. <laughs> Godspeed, folks. That's super specific. God, Godspeed, folks. <laughs> like, we'll see you guys in three weeks. Yeah, right. It, it is, um, yeah. So, but, um, yeah, so you have, uh, 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 it, it's interesting to see. And, and for the most part, they, they obviously, as you get into the silver and the bronze age, uh, you'll get more of a coalescing around Oliver's, um, 
history because what they'll eventually do, and we kind of talked about this when you, if you, if you're a premium, you listen to us talk about uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Here's there's a mention of a Green Arrow dying. That was Earth Two Green Arrow, who uh, is the Golden Age Green Arrow uh, that they have die, and I think they they had reckoned him to being a member of what was it the um, Seven Soldiers of Victory. Seven Soldiers of Victory, right? So they uh, they they do that, but for the most part, that origin of his. Of being uh, somehow being on some, I like the the golden age history is he's you know rich obviously a collector goes to an island and um, meets up with Roy whose father died with him on a plane crash over there so it's, it's actually interesting that Roy's the one that crash lands on the island right. and and Oliver happens to be there and Roy and his Indian friend a Native American friend. Uh, teaches them how to shoot uh, bows and arrows. Oliver's already uh, proficient with it, and they become, uh, when Oliver, they get chased down by some guys looking to kill. It's, it's a whole big conv- convoluted, it's silly... A it's a lot. It's, it's not even convoluted. It's just a silly... It's a silly 1940s version of origin stories that don't really make a lot of sense. Uh, but the end is basically uh Roy and Oliver survive and they become Green Arrow and 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 uh, and Speedy in this case and fight crime right uh still uh involving an island still involving that um and that's basically the history and going to tell this until we get out of the golden age um with them and again he kind of survives in the background I and mean, we we obviously have um uh, we're not going to get too much into these stories because, again, they don't... It goes to what you were saying before, right? Going back to what you were saying about how when we were talking about maybe even doing Barry Allen, it gets to a point where sometimes those those pre-crisis stories really don't... really don't... Those pre-crisis stories really kind of don't matter, right? Because they they change so much and there's no real consistency with them and and everybody was kind of doing their own thing. So it's definitely the golden golden age stuff. Like you can go and read it if you want to. It's your typical golden age stuff. It, it matters yeah. in the sense that it establishes kind of the roots of the character. Right. But when we say that you don't need to read it, it's not our fault. They DC was like, you don't need to read this. Right. I mean, they don't even make it available. Uh, it's, it's hard to sometimes find this. It's hard to track down these golden age stuff because they're like, look, man, what if we just say things started at New 52? Mm-hmm. And even then, it gets messy as shit because there's two Wonder Woman. Like, uh, let's not. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Superman thing. Like, what happened to young Superman? He just vanished. Mm, see right. this shit. Um, but the Silver Age is when you kind of you can really kind of start a little bit uh, with this because again, now we're getting into this. Um, we're getting into to this is where I think you start getting that separation. That first time you really get that separation between what makes uh, Oliver Queen. And Green Arrow different from Bruce Wayne and Batman, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like you said, I think it's because it's around this time that you start getting um, writers like Denny O'Neill, uh, like you said, making it a test bed for things that they can't do with Batman. Um, you get the updates to his costume, so you get the obviously the Van Dyke beard that everybody, the classic look of Green uh, Green Arrow comes from the Silver Age. You get so the that's Van- 1969. Neil Adams gave him the Van Dyke. Right. That is 28 years from inception. Yeah. 
Because before he was just yeah he he was Robin Hood. I mean let's let's be honest he's with Robin Hood red Hood's, hat and, and red gloves. With red hat and red gloves. He's 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 he he's part um Robin Hood, part Batman. Yeah. Like because again it's also heavily reliant on trick arrows, specialty arrows, specialty yes. arrows. Yes, and we'll get more into that as well. But then <laughs> I think they they start trying to when we now I mean, start trying to they then pull that back. But like again in that first. Especially in the golden age and the early silver age too, so relying on those silver, uh, especially arrows. Uh, but you start getting the the different looks, right? You get the looks that you're you most associate with looking like um, the Green Arrow today. So, like I said, you get the um, the Van Dyke beard, season nine. You also get uh, Brave and the Bold eighty five when he teams up with Batman. Is when you get the the less of the Robin Hood look and you get the more classic look that we think of, which is the spandex, the tights and spandex, basically the kind of cut off cut off vest that's kind of uh, tied up in the front, uh, and everything's green. Yeah, it's it. You you get the the when you think when I think Green Arrow, I think that I think Neil Adams Green uh, Green Arrow costume. I don't think the Golden Age version because. I mean, even with the newer one, it still looks kind of weird because he's a guy running around green. I like it. But I like it too. Like I, I do. I, it feels like if they made green, like, and I hate saying this because this is clearly their idea, but if they made Green Arrow today, yeah, no, seriously, it, it's 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 funny to me because when you look at it and you look at the art, it's so funny. Like I was going back and reading some, looking at some of the art, and if you even reading the stories, they're not bad. But like when I look at the art, I'm like, this holds up. Like the art holds so up. I think I think that art and some of the stories hold up better because there was never the timeless aspect to Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. It was always kind of he reflected the time. So in '69, when they gave him the Van Dyke, when he changed his costume, that's also the year that I think it's Justice it's Justice League '75 where Oliver loses his fortune. Mm-hmm. And so I think more than any other character, not more than any other character, but more than the big characters at. Marvel and DC, and we've talked about this before about how like the Red Robin run right before New Fifty Two was amazing because it was a book tied to bigger books but not beholden to them. And you've got to realize that in nineteen sixty nine, Green Arrow's never had his own comic book. Yeah, never. So if you're going to show the evolution, if you're going to reflect the times, you do so in the supporting characters. And as much as I really do enjoy Oliver Queen as a character, I enjoy the show Arrow. I think they've gone a long way with it. He was a supporting character meant to signify a connection to the real world. Mm-hmm. So he loses the, light, the, the fortune in 75 and becomes this outspe- outspoken liberal activist. Mm-hmm. It's the same time that Black Canary and he first get together. So now you got to remember 28 years of history in the last six months of 1969. He gets the look. He loses the money, he gets the attitude, and he gains his defining relationship. If there's two, if there's two runs that we're going to tell you to go to before, like the really great stuff, like later on, Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill, Brave and the Bold '85, Justice League America '75. That's it. Yeah, that's where the core of modern Ollie Queen exists. Yeah, when you think of Ollie Queen, you're you're thinking that. Like you said, yeah. 27 years after the character's inception. Which is nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. And it, and, and, but it, even more nuts is, like you said, you, you mentioned before, you don't get a solo, even the miniseries for, for, for Green Arrow, doesn't start until 83. <laughs> so so when I think about this... two years after yeah, creation. Doesn't, and for people who are like, where is 
uh, Ironheart's new book. I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, yeah. this is why I get frustrated. And they're like, they need to put Sam, whatever his name is, in the movies. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's been here for 42 minutes. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, right, it, it, it's crazy. Because when you think about Green, like, it, it was for me because, I, you know, I know these characters, but sometimes I don't, even when we're doing this, I don't know their, the full history of them before I go and do it, right? Because a lot of it, there's no point. Right. There's well, no point in knowing this. Right. I'm an idiot because I know it. Right. Here's the thing. I, I just assumed, it was like, oh, he had to have at least a Silver Age book or sometime then. I'm like, wait, he didn't? He never? He <laughs> never? I tell people, right. Robin's first ongoing starred Tim Drake. I'm like, no, it didn't. Dick had his own notes. Right. No, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, holy shit. He never had a he never had a green. I mean, there, there at sometimes in more fun comics he was a, he was he was the the, the first, he was on the cover. He was the first mm-hmm. book. Um, you had some stuff with again. He appeared in World's Finest sometimes. He was in Braving the Bold. Joins the Justice League. When we said Justice League seventy five is again when you get the um uh that's when it's also when um he loses fortune. It's also when <laughs> it's also when uh Black Canary gets her Canary cry for the first time. Um, Look, that's also please, the homework is optional. I'm, I'm also, I'm also just throwing it out there. It's also Earth Two, Laurel. Uh, I mean, Dinah. Um, Again, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> it's so like, I Chris, Chris is poking fun at me because he knows that I know. Listen, I, he's poking fun at you because you're gonna want to Google this, and I'm, I'm begging you. So. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I was like, because when we do this, sometimes we we carry in some of the. The other characters, like, and I was like, well, we've kind of talked about Roy already because we've done uh, the Teen Titans and things like that, and we've kind of covered Roy a little bit. I was like, well, we haven't really covered, you know, maybe we'll throw in, uh, we'll throw in Dinah. We'll, we'll do some Black Canary. We got to, right? After going through this, I was like, yeah, we're not doing that. Nope, no, there no. There are three characters nope. that I, four characters that I don't like touching. You've done three of them because you hate me. <laughs> Who are those three? Donatory Hawkman. Valid. Okay. Black Canary is on that list. Wait, to be fair, Hawkman, you did yourself. To be fair, they cleaned it up. I like this. <laughs> I mean, no, it's fine. It's fine. But you're the one that came. You came to me about Hawkman, all right? I didn't I, say I was. I, I, sometimes you need to protect it from yourself. I'm like a, I'm like a football player. It's so like, I can still play like, no, Steve Hawkman, you're concussed. Go sit on the bench. Someone take his helmet away. That should have been you. <laughs> I was the coach going, I just rubbed some tussle and it'll be fine. The spotter who didn't spot the concussion. Everyone says, Javion Clowney hit Carson Wilson back in the head. Hey, man, he played five plays more. Why didn't someone tell him, like, hey, man, he's, if the hit was so bad, the spotters would have caught it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I immediately said that. When I found out that was Earth 2 Dinah, I was like, you know what? Not touching this shit at all. <laughs> We will save that for a later date. We're not doing that one. Mm-mm, no, sir. Not touching it. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So you have all that stuff. But like you said, this feels like when you're first getting this first, it feels like it's, it's first when Oliver Queen becomes what's recognizable as Oliver Queen. Like, I think even before he lost a fortune, what they had uh, other done, what they'd done, I, I think it was probably, it might have been before uh, Adams and, and, and O'Neill. Um, they also had him basically, he turned him into a writer. He was a journalist. So, so not only did he take stuff from Batman, then Clark kindled him a little bit and turned him into a journalist, but it also started kind of, that came right after he became poor. Okay. So it comes after it, but that, that, that then helped you again, like you said, becomes the, cause what's the defining thing we know that differentiates, uh, uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman from Oliver Queen 
and 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 Green Arrow, and it's how outspoken and 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 political Oliver Queen can be. And that's it's where so this comes from. You see those memes now, like if Batman really wanted to help the city, he uses money to rebuild infrastructure. I'm like, just read Green Arrow. Yeah, that's what you want. If that's you what you want. Just read Green Arrow. Yeah, you want Green Arrow. And and it's so, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's fine. It's fine. Just go read Green Arrow. Yeah, it's so funny to me because that is it. It so destroys Green Arrow. So destroys the you know SJWs are destroying comics and keep your politics out of my comics. It's like honestly, this is what. Politics and, and and making it about politics is what started making and defining Oliver Queen down his own path. It got him out of the shadow of the other characters. And when you start looking at what they've done with Oliver Queen, and again, we'll get into this in some of the more modern takes as well, but like Oliver Queen and the stories around Green Arrow always do are at their best when they're not when they're not trying to make him Batman, when they're not trying to make him, you know, the big member of the Justice League and stuff like that, and they understand that he's just a guy with arrows. He's a guy with a quiver. You know, what is he going to do? Like, if you want to see <clears throat> someone talking about politics, if you want to see somebody actually dealing like, we always talk about how Batman deals with street-level criminals, but he's still dealing with people like the Penguin and, you know, people that, he's still got a Rose Gallery, like, we'll get into this in the Mark, Mike Grohl's run, it's like, it's literally, he's dealing with drug dealers, he's dealing with pimps, he's dealing with, he's actually dealing with street-level, low-level criminals that your, your normal Justice League members, again, it's, it's hard to remember, he's a Justice League member <laughs> that the Justice League members don't deal with. Hmm? Not just like Justice League, like, oh, we're, he lived, the, their base operations was an orbiting satellite around the planet. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, you know, what's awesome here is that like rereading some of this stuff, I forget how good the Justice League United uh, Unlimited intera- uh, adaptation of Green Arrow was. Mm. Like he's introduced in the first episode of that series. It's when they expand the Justice League to beyond the big seven. And he says, when you guys are up here floating around, who's looking out for the little guy? Yeah. And Batman's comeback was, well, monsters tend to step on little guys. Yeah. So it shows like both the win and loss of his viewpoint, but you're right. Like he's very much man on the street. Why aren't you protecting the corner store? Why are you protecting the world? Type of shit. Yeah. That is that's Oliver Queen. And that and that leads us into again, still before his own solo book, that leads us into that Green Lantern, Green Arrow run, the hard traveling heroes volumes. So this happens and it's super interesting because I looked it up. They brought Green Arrow on due to slumping Green Lantern sales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, here, here, I'm we, like, wait we, a second. Yeah, we talked about this. We when we did when we did the first part of again, another one. Yeah. I love when I love when a plan comes together with us and we didn't plan this up, but it all ties together to things we've done before. So when we did the first part of our Green Lantern uh, 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 episode, where we talked about Hal Jordan, we talked about this run, and it was the same thing. It's like the Green Lantern run, uh, the Green Lantern sales were slumping, and who do they bring in? Green Arrow. Time into your other Green Hero. And you know what's really funny is that they didn't just do that. They kind of went show full ESPN embrace debate. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we got Green Lantern, the ultimate cop. We've got Green Arrow, the ultimate hippie. Yeah. Let's start a conversation. And those stories hold the fuck up. No, they're great. Which is really yeah. sad. They're great. It's like you, you got nothing's like, changed in 40. No, years. I mean, it, that's that's the that's the sad thing, right? It's it's, it's this idea of, of letting, and again, it's I think that also, 
And again, we're not going to, we're not going to, even though it's great, go and read it again. You can also listen to us talk about it before. I mean, it's a great series. This is the series where they, you know, Green, uh, Oliver basically convinced Hal to come down and come down for us, perch up in, uh, up in the sky and travel across the country. And uh, you also forget that they have one of the guardians in human form come down with them from Oa, come down and they travel the country solving problems. You know, and it's so wild because it's not presented as a both sides. No, it's presented as, hey, Hal, shit's going on that you're not paying attention to. And here's why. Here's why you need to look. And it's very much an edu- the education of, of Hal Jordan. Because mm-hmm. at the time, you got to remember how he's read now. He's written now as this rebel test. Blah, 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 blah. That's fine. He's a fucking cop. Yeah, he's a space cop. And at the time, he was a cop very much tied to the ideals and mandates of the Guardian. Yeah. And so he said, look, man, you want to be, he is the guy, Hal Jordan was the white guy who said, there should be peace. And Oliver Queen was the guy they tell you Bernie Sanders was. <laughs> he marked with King, yo? No. Ollie was throwing Molotov cocktails saying, burn down the whole establishment. Oh, well, we'll get into, so there's a, um, what was it? I went and read. It's either. It's not the the his first mini. It's like one of one of Grell's. Uh, I think the Wonder Years one. There's a oh, great. Grell comes with, yo, Grell pulls. I'm talking about this is in the seventies. No. Grell comes in with like I'm gonna shock it all, you assholes. Yo, Grell hits. There's a there's a scene in in one of in in the Wonder Years where uh one of, he's uh Oliver's talking to one of the he's in school and he's like a, he's a business major he's talking to one of the the hippie liberals uh women I think her name was uh what was her name uh it wasn't Marianne it was somebody else I can't remember and um and she's all like you know you know women are treated like second class citizens here goes Oliver he's like third class women are treated in a second class I don't know what makes uh I don't know what makes uh I don't know what that makes oh no she says that black people are treated like second class citizens he's like third class Women are treated like second class. I don't know what make. I don't know what that makes black women. <laughs> and there's a black woman behind him going, "Mad as hell, sugar." <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm like, holy shit! Ollie's the white dude who's not taking it. Right. All. Well, no, and that's what they right. that shit. Right, and that and that and that was the thing that came. It was so genuine, right? I mean, obviously, you have, um, you know, in that Hard uh, Traveling Heroes uh, series, in that first issue, there you get the obvious one where the the black guy confronts Hal. And it's like I've been reading how you've been work, how you work for the Blue Skins, and how on a planet someplace you helped out the Orange Skins. You done consider uh, considerable for the Purple Skins on uh, on their skins. You never bother with the Black Skins. Uh, I want to know how come answer answer me that, how, uh, Mister Green Lantern. And Hal's like he can't, and so that kind of kicks off this. You know, you know, Oliver basically telling Hal, you got to come down off your perch. Let's go around the country and see all the things you've been missing because you do again, like like Batman said, you're fighting the monsters. You don't see what's happening here. And, and this all kicked off because uh, Hal came down and was trying to send some people to jail because they were uh, throwing things at um, at this at this guy. And Hal came in for the rescue. And Oliver was like, man, I would have should have thrown something at you. It's like they're mad because that's their landlord who refuses to fix any of their things, raising their rates. And they're about to all get evicted. It's like you don't see this shit. You come down here into my neighborhood trying to tell who the good guys and bad guys are. But you don't know a damn thing. And so it's a really humbling thing for Hal but it also, it, you know, and it does help. You know, obviously, it, 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 it helps kind of change who Hal Jordan is, but it also really establishes who Oliver Queen is. And I think that's the wildest thing about this is that 
you allowed for actual character change. Not just because someone was fridged or my planet was destroyed, but you watched them learn and grow. Like that's one of the things I I feel all kinds of way about how Jordan is a character. And we talk about who the Green Lantern should be on the big screen. I have many cases where I think it should be Jon Stewart. Mm-hmm. But I've watched what I've watched them in real time grow Hal Jordan. And I think that you could do that on a larger scale. Yeah. And I think that this run in particular informs how Green, Ar- Green Lantern, excuse me, is written going forward, not just Earth Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Because one of my favorite lines from Jeff Johns' run on Green Lantern is when he's talking to about, it's, it's something that's repeated over and over in the run, but as Guy says to Kyle one time, it's like Kilowog always taught us, everyone's someone's alien. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, that comes out of this. That's the social conscience of the lantern that's evolved over time is born through hard traveling heroes. Right. And, and you also got to remember, it, it also, um, <clears throat> it, it's also because it's also, there's a guardian with them as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, it's everybody. It's, it's the entire Green Lantern Corps that is being educated by yeah. Robin Hood. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what happens. It's it's a it's an interesting thing, um, and it's obviously a defining moment that that changes everything, but also then really kind of establishes uh, who um, who Oliver Queen is. And I want to say, so hard traveling heroes happens in the seventies. When is that over? Uh, it continues for a while because we do you want to? We have to mention snowbirds don't fly. Well, yeah, yeah obviously, yeah. You want to go into that? I'm gonna look up these, the, this date real quick. Yeah, I think we talked about it probably in the Titans issue, probably in the Green Lantern one. Mm-hmm. But we're touching it again. Um, issues 85 and 86 of Green Lantern Green Arrow, 1971, I believe. It's um, Green Lantern Green Arrow saw some some street thugs who end up shooting Green Arrow's arrows at him with a crossbow. It's like what the fuck? He finds these junkies and finds that Roy's among them. Roy tells him, oh, no, I'm undercover trying to bust this drug ring, but later they find Roy shooting at heroin. And it is the, one of the first post-Comic Code era comics that didn't have the, the, the logo on there. Yeah. We, we mentioned this during... It won I, the 1971 yeah. Shazam Award for Best Individual Story. Uh, at the time, New York Mayor John Lindsay wrote a later, letter to, to DC in response. It, um, yeah. Yeah, is this one in again? We talked about this in the um, it, that would have probably come into our our silver or bronze age uh, uh, part of the the Kendra comics, but the issue with um, Spider Man as well. This and the the Spider Man issue with drugs. It's like those were defining moments um, that also changed. And again, <clears throat> here you have another reason why Oliver Queen kind of stands the test of time because something like this. Uh, a, a defining issue that obviously still has a Green Lantern name on it, but it, it involves Speedy. It involves Roy Harper, a character from the Golden Age, you know, um, Oliver's, you know, young sidekick and, and what that means. And, and that's something that honestly becomes a defining moment, not just for Oliver, but Roy as well. Like that, that thing there, there's one thing that, DC, for the most part, has kept with is is that 
of not really f- changing what that moment of Oliver walking in on seeing uh, Roy shooting up means, um, which is actually impressive for DC. Very much so. Um, this did not sur- spike the ratings. It was canceled three issues later at Green Arrow, Green Lantern was, and then um, Green Arrow was moved to the backup of The Flash. Mm-hmm. It's wild because the last arc that O'Neill had written ends up running in the backups of Flash 217 to 219. Yeah. yeah. There were then solo backups in uh, Action Comics in 421. It's it just, to me, it's, it's incredible Oliver Stadium power. Like when we when we'll get, I'm jumping to, to part two of this, but it's incredible when you think about the fact that his rebirth run lasted 52 issues, and we're going to get into Mark right. Rose, like where he came from, and just like it really define it becomes a defined character uh, characterization and quality of Oliver Queen in the books, but the same power of Oliver Queen, the refusal to die or come back, it's like it is it is going back and looking at this, I'm impressed. Because in any feel, other character would have gone. Overstructure in DC Comics is an arm of that. But there was someone in some office who said that this voice is important. Yeah. There's someone in his office who said, nah, man, we can tell these stories. And so Green Arrow got to stick around in Justice League and these backups. And then they relaunch it in 76 Green Lantern, Green Arrow. It, it is really just becomes, eventually just becomes solo Green Lantern stories. Then this is when Oliver gets his solo stories in World's Finest, where he becomes a newspaper columnist. And then you get like explicit writing about the same political ideas. Mm-hmm. He fails in becoming mayor in World's Finest 255. And then, well, we should just skip the Longbow Hunters. Well, I think that's, yeah, to me, that's, that's the Forestry Limited series in 83, where it's him versus Count Vertigo, which kind of starts establishing a rose gallery. Yeah. And that's the thing, we, you mentioned we, we didn't really talk about a Rose Gallery. He has one, kind of, but, like, I feel like, at least at this, at the, in this juncture of Oliver Queen, he's more interesting without it. Because we're about to get into the, the yes. Mike Grell's run. And, to me, Mike Grell's run feels like, it feels like that thing that people always say they want, the dark, the gritty, no powers, uh, just talking about the hero stuff. That's Mike Grell's run. There's not any other thing else you see dealing with that is girls run. There's no, like nobody uses powers. Uh, Dinah doesn't use her canary cry. Hal shows up at one point, but it literally to take uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Oliver on a camping trip. And there's no, like there's none of that. It's it, it, any superhero that shows up, shows up in their civilian clothes, yeah. not using their powers. Yeah. It's, it is, it is a back to basics thing first of all and then they completely move on he's we didn't even mention this he's, he's based in star city they move him uh him and dinah to um to seattle so it's even like they're even like saying we're not even going to make up a a, a a fake city at this point we're going to pop him right in the middle of where we're at and you got to think about this is this is the this is early 80s so i want to say this is uh longbow hunters comes in at it's a four issue so four, three issues in 87. Three issues in 87, right? This is back when they... So, so Green Arrow, Green Arrow trans water for a while. Crisis happens. We noted in the crisis, if you go premium, which you should, that Green Arrow, the Golden Age Green Arrow dies during crisis, wearing the red boots and gloves. Um, and after the retcon, this is kind of when they started relaunching all their characters. Mm-hmm. You had Man of Steel, mm-hmm. you had Wonder Woman, you had Batman. Everyone's getting these, these, these revamps. 
And they gave Green Arrow to Mike Grell and said, go tell us how Green Arrow starts and, or go tell us the new defining story of Green Arrow. And that's where Longbow Hunters comes in. Yeah. And, and like you said, they moved from Star City, which amorphous, not real city, to Seattle, Washington. Yeah. He gets rid of the trick arrows. He changes his outfit. And the first villain they, they fight isn't a villain. It's a serial killer called the Seattle Slasher. Yeah. Who's <laughs> killing prostitutes. Yeah. You want grit? Have some grit for you. Yeah. It's putting, it's putting Oliver right there in the thick of things of a real city with real problems. Um, you know, him, he has, he, he's not rich. Him and, um, him and, uh, Dinah, uh, run, uh, Sherwood Flores, which I love the cheesiness of it. You know, it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. Everybody pretty much knows he's Green Arrow. That's the other thing too that's different from him and Batman, right? Like, there's no, like, every now and then there'll be a time like, oh, we didn't really know that Oliver Queen was Green Arrow. But for the most part, everybody fucking knows Oliver Queen is Green Arrow, right? And so they're living in a Sherwood Florist, which is a, a, a flower shop. And it's also kind of like half a castle like thing in Seattle. It's just, it's so just Oliver Queen. And, um, yeah, he ends up taking on, um, basic street crime which which oddly enough also then turns into sometimes international crimes with like the cia and like it's very it's very very much a a a, a series of the time right because if you look in the 80s there's there's mention of iran contra there's uh stuff about the wars and things like that like all that stuff is is very heavily ingrained in the story about uh the cia and the different things that the cia and all these other three three letter uh, outfits are doing in other countries and things like this uh they bring in this is where you get shadow um any fires you get, shadow, you get yeah. so much happens in longbow hunters that like the fact that it's three issues should not make it seem inconsequential right um, because it, because then it kicks off the run. It kicks off Mike Girl's run, which basically goes everything until he dies. Right? Yeah. Or even after, because so issue two. So while Ollie's tracing down the serial killer, Dinah's infiltrating. Uh, I think it's a drug ring. Mm-hmm. And when he gets done getting his ass kicked by Shadow, he finds out that the drug supplier that Dinah was tracing has been killed. He rushes to where they were. Dinah's been tied up. Later on, it would be retconned to either raped or nearly raped, right? Which I thought was necessary. Yeah, I think I think it, it she was clearly tortured, and I yes. I think that that they didn't either retcon that she was almost raped. I think her the being retcon tortured always made me feel weird. I, it felt unnecessary. It, it was it was it was completely unnecessary because because Mike Grell, the way Mike Grell wrote it, he dealt with enough that you saw that the trauma that both him and. And Oliver went through with this, right? I mean, that, yeah. that her and Oliver went through. Like, she went through the trauma so, of having to. She had to go to therapy. So I think one. I think one of the things about this is that it is. Hmm, I'll put this this way: it is less obtrusive for them to use the shorthand of rape mm-hmm. than to say she was traumatized and beaten within an inch of life. They just say rape to kind of be like, "Oh, now you get the impact." Yeah, and I don't like it, and it trivializes this, and that's one of the things that's like in the newer iterations of DC. I still don't like the fact that they use this as like a this is a bad thing that happened. No, no, no. She was nearly killed. She went to therapy. Oliver took a life. 
Well, and, but that's that's why I'm, that's that to me is why you can't shortchange into that she was raped. And, and when, we're when not ha- saying rape isn't quote unquote enough. But right. We think it's insufficient to describe how what happened. Well, yeah, and and, and also you you also didn't. I, I, I'm with you. I, I feel like when people try to shorthand it into she was raped, I think it's because the it like you said it, it's kind of tricky because you don't want to say that rape isn't enough, but it's like there are other forms of of, of women feeling violated than it being rape and and her being tortured because they found out that she wasn't who she said she was and the you know and and they were torturing her and almost killing her like you said it has impacts like at one point she can't you know because her and oliver moved to, to, to seattle they're clearly in a relationship uh she can't um have sex with him she can't be held by him she recalls recalls from that, and it takes a few issues for her to kind of get back there. And Oliver's very understanding and, and supportive of her, and they go to. He's like, "Yo, we need to just go to therapy." It's like it's when you think about the time period of this, and you think about today, how many people are resistant of going to therapy and talking about their feelings. It's a very, very real and open conversation they have. Mm-hmm. Because even then, the therapist is talking to Dinah, uh, and they're working on working on her. Therapy turns turns to Oliver and was like, "But you took a life. How are you holding up?" He's always like, he's like, oh no, it's fine, it's okay. But that carries on for issues. The fact that Oliver did have to take a life, and he he wasn't um, like uh, really set for that, and and that ties back to the Wonder Years uh, issues that that uh, that are basically kind of like a year zero or year one, uh, Green Arrow year one that Mike Grell did, because in that and that in, in that. Uh, when he's t- uh, Oliver's uh, talking to uh, that woman from past, she tells him it's like. You can't run arrows. At some point, you're going to kill somebody. He's like, no, I'll never go down that path. I'm never going to kill somebody. Turns out, well, he had to. And yeah, he did it. And he, well, no, that's the thing. They made it, they made a, a point of saying that he did have a choice. He could have wounded the guy. But, he could have done in anything. In Oliver's case, he felt like he didn't because that's how, I think that's also a good illustration. Like, that's how right. horrific what was happening on Dino was. Well, yeah, it's like he, the, the woman he loves, the woman he is, is being you know, tortured by this guy, like he was angry. He felt like he had to do it. Like it, it, it gives you all these emotions. And to me, this is where, again, why well, I, I, again, I, I read all of these issues. I went through all seven volumes of Mike Rell's run here just because it was, it was so gripping and refreshing because like you said, this is where the Batman that people want to have is here. It's Oliver Queen. It's, it's watching him deal with the struggle of all the things he has to deal with and actually having someone in his life to go through it with and understand that at one point um oliver ends up uh being uh accused of being a traitor for blowing up a uh, a ship in um the uh the panama canal and eventually it's all get cleared up but he's like Everybody thinks I'm a traitor now, even though the, the, when the, when the newspaper ran it, it's something we see out of today, right? New papers run something and call you, call you everything but the child of God under your fucking name, right? Uh, on the, on the front pages. But then when they retract it, it's like on page 17 in a small mm-hmm. box, right? And Oliver was calling all these new papers saying, Hey, put my name out there. I'm not a traitor. I didn't do this. I was being used by the CIA and things like this. And they were like, Oh, well we, 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 we did print it. It just wasn't on the front page. Cause it's not news anymore. We wanted to do. So he basically goes on for a year. He goes on this like trip to like find himself. Um, and, and it's like, you see Oliver kind of coming back to, and getting back in touch with who he is. Um, and it just, it, like I said, it's, it's a, it's an interesting thing of seeing 
how refreshing it is. And I think they could do it because it's not Batman. You know, it's that thing of being able to play around with this character and do different things you couldn't do with Bruce because one, people don't like seeing Bruce lose and Batman lose. And two, honestly, at this point, and I think it's changed a little bit with uh, a lot with, with Tom King, but Bruce Wayne didn't matter. Yeah. For the longest yeah. time, Bruce Wayne doesn't matter. The difference between him, uh, Batman and Green Arrow is Oliver Queen matters. It, it's it's well, the thing. Go ahead. Particularly Girls Run, he erases the line. Yeah. There's no mask. Yeah. There's no mask. <laughs> there's, there's no fake mustache. He just, he, that is him. I'm like, everybody knows it's you, Oliver. Come on. Like, how does. <laughs> but like, and so another thing I think is important here is the fact that this, while it took place in DC continuity, was largely removed. It was part of the mature audience's line at the time. So if. Mm-hmm. Basically, if they wrote a Vertigo book that happened in DCU proper, mm-hmm. it, it, they, they, he's never, no one ever calls him Green Arrow. Nope. Which, for people who are like, oh, Arrow, why isn't he called Green Arrow? Like, reading this grow run, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, no, no I, I was like, oh, you know what? They must have, they, they, I feel like they, they took the, the, at least the early ideas, that season one idea of the what spirit, Green Arrow, at least. The yeah. spirit of it was from this, where it's just like, let's just break it down, make everything make everything street level and, and deal with it from there. And I'm like, not bad. Even then the arrow, the arrow TV show at least brought in some, some, some known arrow villains, you know, here it's nobody. <laughs> it's like the Yakuza, you know, he's fighting, you know, serial killers. Um, you know, uh, an IRA terrorist who was, who was, uh, a stunt coordinator on a, on a uh, uh, on a shooting candidate, like is it, that's who yeah. Oliver Queen is fighting. It's like he's not fighting, you know, uh, Michael Merlin. He's not fighting right. Count Vertigo. Like he's not doing any of that stuff in this run here. It's literally. It also reminds me of how much this runs like the one we just finished. Yeah, it ends with Dinah leaving him, him being forced to leave Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's it's really the grow run. Like I reread it too. Like it's really like. Oh, yeah. It, that's and then like if you pair, pair with the stuff that we're gonna talk about in part two, like the early stuff, you really get who Green Arrow is. Like that's your core. Yeah, yeah. Just really. Well, let's talk about Wonder Year. Yeah, let's talk about it. I loved it. Yeah, it, it's the origin we kind of know now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's almost. I love that all the other origins we have are kind of like imitations of this origin. Yeah. The carefree playboy, the shipwrecking, the continuous habit of falling in love with women who are going to probably try to kill him. <laughs> and, be per- and be completely right in doing so. You're not like, never once you're like, hey, why'd you try to? You're like, I get it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they. Oh, I did that shit. Oliver had that shit coming. You know, he did. And then after 80, it. Grill would grow showed up in uh, an 80 and then it continued for 20 more issues. Yeah. Before we and that's kind of where they yeah. folded GA back into the DCU properties. Yeah. An integral part of Zero Hour because his best friend Hal Jordan well, destroys the universe. Well, before we get to that though, I do want to go back a little bit. There's a couple things that happened in the Grow Run too that okay. um they did. One was uh, you know, we, we mentioned Shadow a little bit. Uh hmm. the the um who um has a child by Oliver. Um yeah, it's I've seen it. She said, yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay. okay. Like, I mean, let's, let's, like, Got you. I it's one of the one times I was like, okay, I guess 
Yeah, he thought she had shot Oliver um, by accident. Nursing about to help, but he was like in and out. Uh, he uh, thought she was Dinah, and she kind of just and Shadow knew this shit. It wasn't like, right. Oh, I thought you were... no, no, no. no. Well, the thing that got me was when she boldly told Dinah that, <laughs> and I was like, um, that was right. So, um, but that's how you know Shadow's a bad one because she knew Dinah couldn't do shit about it. <laughs> right, he died. Dinah just looked at her like, I'm gonna tell you this, and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> Because you don't want this smoke. Right. Um, not to me. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so they have a son. Um, and Oliver eventually finds out. And um, yeah, but she, yeah. So they're just throwing that out there. Um, and at the end, uh, because, and, and like I said, it, 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 it took me a while to get it because I was, by the time I got to the end, I'm like rushing to kind of finish. And I skipped yeah. over it because, you know, they, he had taken in um, Mariana, this, this, this uh, young woman on the street. Uh, and she was working for Oliver and Diana there, and I didn't think anything of it. Uh, he ends up kissing her, and then later on having sex with her, and so Diana and him break up. So yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's why." Cause I couldn't figure out why they broke up. Cause I was like, "There's a there's a whole big thing throughout this entire run where they actually start off in that first issue with with Grell, where Oliver's like, "Hey, Diana, let's get married, let's have a kid." And Diana's like, "Yeah, we can't bring up a kid up. We we live this life, don't want to bring a kid up in this this uh, in this world." So later on, she changes her mind, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna have a kid." Finds out that um, due to Dinah being, and this, and this is where to me, they didn't need to go to the rape route. Her being right. tortured led to her not being able to have kids. The, right. the 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 resulting the results of that torture led to her not being able to conceive. I'm like, that's bad. You don't you don't need to you don't shortchange that into rape. Like you you can say that she was also raped, but when you just shortchange it as just as she was just raped. You don't get the full breadth of everything that happened to Dinah in that right. torture. And and the great the other thing to about it is they don't show it, right? Which, you know, some shows uh in TV could probably learn some from comics. that. Some comics could probably learn from, right, could probably learn from that, right? So um yeah, so I just want to kind of throw those parts out there before. Um and then like you said, girls run into 80. I think when do, when is the zero issue? That because not he's not introduced in the zero issue. I can't remember exactly the issue where when Connor Hawk is introduced as Oliver. Um, so zero, so the zero year crossover is in the middle of the zero issue stuff. So got everyone you. got an issue zero. Got you. Um, Connor Hawk comes in around that time too, which you find out is also Oliver's son from a a relationship he had back when he was like eighteen or so. Um, in Oliver's defense, he'd be fucking. Yeah, I mean, listen, again, he's a billionaire playboy, so obviously it comes with the There's not Bruce Wayne. Right. But, uh, but I think this is also where it comes into, it, it played, the, the work that, that Mike Rawls uh, run played does, does a good job because it sets you up with the idea of how much Oliver did want a child, right? There's something different, again, another difference between him and, and Bruce. Bruce adopts all these kids, these, these young boys, and you're like, oh, Bruce wants to be a father. And it's this outside fathery issue. Here with, with Oliver Queen, they make it more direct. It's, this is not uh, a father by proxy or anything like that. Like, no, he wanted to have a child. He wanted to raise a child. He wanted to do it with the woman he loved, right? And so when you find out the whole thing with Shadow raping him and, and her having a the child, then you find out this old thing that he had a child um, with this woman who was on. They kind of covered it with the, when they did it um, in, um, in Arrow uh, with... Um, 
uh, with William, right? Uh, he had this child they didn't know about. The child was, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, they they after the events of Zero Zero Hour is when uh, Oliver and Connor meet for the first time. I think in a monastery uh, because Oliver is feeling some kind of way because he feels like he he had just killed his best friend and Hal Jordan. Um, he, Oliver does not find out that Connor is his son though for a while. Is in yeah, these twenty years. Yeah, Connor doesn't tell him. Yeah, Connor knows, but he doesn't tell Oliver. And it's like, also interesting to watch the, the evolution of how Connor Hawk is drawn. Because hmm. he starts off as Asian. Hmm. And then suddenly, you know, he's a lot less Asian as you keep drawing him. It's so weird. Oh, because it's funny because you know his mother was Asian, so it's it's wild how that how that happens. It's just, you know, anyway, anyway. <laughs> Eh, just weird. So but yeah, we get these twenty issues, like you said, that the in these twenty issues after zero hour uh are really kind of folding Oliver Queen and Green Arrow back into the um DC universe and spoiler alert is leading to his death. An issue they say it's one hundred, but it's really one oh one when the plane Yeah, it's one oh one when the plane blows up. Um uh in order to save Metropolis, he's uh, uh, Oliver is, um, is, is, is trying to stop these eco-terrorists. He ends up getting attached to the bomb. Superman offers to, you know, hey, I can save you, but it means losing your arm. And Oliver, being the true Oliver Queen and Archer he is, says, <laughs> no, sir, buddy. <laughs> we ain't losing the okay, arm. Okay, <laughs> so this is notable for two reasons. One, it's a horrible decision. <laughs> yeah, God, it's a terrible, this dumbest decision ever. Two, Dude, there's prosthetics. Come two, on. <laughs> it directly flies in the face of the question is Dark Knight Returns going to be the future of our DCU? Mm-hmm. Because if you remember, the Dark Knight Returns, written by Frank Miller, always got one arm. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this in part two because he does. Because Al asked him, What the fuck were you doing? Just let him cut your arm off, you asshole. <laughs> right. He, could use his, he wasn't like going to pull it out. He could use his heat vision. Heat like, vision. You'd have been fine. I mean, we have we we have a satellite in space. We could have found you some materials. God to be fair, Barbara's still in that fucking chair at this point too. Lots of questions. Anyway, <laughs> lots of questions about that. Um, but it's 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 a hard headed and fitting end for a great character. Right. And if that was the last of the Oliver Queen story, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes. And I think that's interesting too. Is that once you redefine him in '69. The core of the character stays the same. You can tell any story based on that iteration of the character that you've read, and it's like, okay, that all makes sense. There's nothing like, you don't say once reading Girls Run, Ollie wouldn't do this. Yeah. It it really, it defines him. It's like he's, he, they, it is, again, it's such an opposite. They really did a great job of separating him from, from Batman, from, from when uh, Danny O'Neill started writing him to Grell, they did a great job of separating from Batman because he honestly becomes human. When we talk about mm-hmm. Batman, we talked about it before, Bruce has become the Bat God. You know? It's like, you know, he's got either got something in his utility belt or something in that bat brain of his. I mean, they basically make Batman uh, a metahuman. If we're going to be honest here, you know, Batman's a metahuman. You know, you know, the, the, between fight, most skilled fighter, you know, one of the most skilled fighters in the DC universe, you know, one of the smartest uh, strategists in the DC universe, like all these skills here, Oliver's none of that. He's the bleeding heart liberal who's actually really great at shooting an arrow. You know, that is what his thing is. 
you know, and but it works, and and that never changes, and and that allows you to tell so many other stories that you can't tell with some of the bigger heroes, right? right. Or at least not consistently. You can tell someone, but again, that girl run is one. If you just count the run itself, you know when you go into the longbow hunter or or the wonder years is one through eighty. It's it's eighty issues of just Oliver on the street going through some shit between the the like when he's in Seattle, like the 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 police aren't like, oh well, yeah, uniform member of the Justice League. All right, cool, yeah, well, nope, none of that shit. It's like, dude, we're trying to conduct police business. What the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out of here. You know, several times when he's he's people are trying to kill him because the government's trying to kill him. You know, the CIA is trying to kill him. You know, they're trying to set him up. You know, I, I think he in we end the the um the grow run with him him on the run. You know, it's it's like wonder by the police. Like these these are things that happen. Dinah, he's he's left Dinah. You know, like all these things, and it's it's. Yeah, I I was really really impressed with that, and again, it's it's interesting to see the longevity of this character coming from, you know, the forty from forty seven. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, it's like forty seven to sixty nine is one thing, and that's you know, hey, you know, it is what it is. But from sixty nine onward, if you call him the conscience of the Justice League, you're not wrong. Hmm. The one who always, who was allowed in that upper echelon but never felt like he truly belonged. Like Batman, he's got his fail saves because he, while he belongs, he's like, I also don't trust these motherfuckers. Ollie's like, yo, I'm just a regular ass dude up here. Right. But if I gotta be here, I'm gonna have a voice. Y'all gonna listen to my ass. I'm gonna listen to the regular ass dude. Yeah, like he's, he's, he's the dude, he's the dude at work that, you know, because sometimes, you know, I'll be honest, at work, I really don't want to hear about people talking about politics. I really don't, because you know what? Just want to get my, I want to do my eight hours and get the fuck out of there. Oliver's that one dude that comes and is like, yo, y'all hear what Trump did right now? Let's go talk about this shit right now. Which one? Like, you're just like, oh, God, Oliver's talking again. God damn it. <laughs> but, you're, but you're not disagreeing. But you're not going to agree. You're, you're not going to agree. Like, every now and then, you slip, you slip, you slip in the head not going, hey, good job, man. Good job, man. But you're not trying to no, participate. No, no, like, you, all it comes to you is like, I know you can't say it. Right, right, right. I know you can't. I know. I got. I know you feel. Yo, Oliver, the one that shows. You right, Oliver. Right, yeah. I do feel. Yo, you. Oliver, the one that shows us in a board meeting with the Black Lives Matter <laughs> joint on. And doesn't say a word to no one. Just some guys. Right. I'm doing. <laughs> what was that? What about my shirt? No, no, my shirt speaks for itself. <laughs> Wearing, wearing, he wearing, wearing the air capper next show. <laughs> what do you ask me about my shoes? Right. <laughs> well, I just oh, think man. I think you're an asshole. God damn, <laughs> Yo, I appreciate the support. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Right. No, I love what you're doing. I love you. Don't be loud. This is the loud we like. I love, I love the energy, Oliver. I love the Why energy. Be so loud. <laughs> I love, I love the energy. But honestly, dude. I really wanted this to be a 15 minute meeting. <laughs> I really just wanted to go home. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Why are we building in this part of town? Cheaper. Why is it cheaper? Right. Damn it. Right. Like, yeah. I don't think questions. Yeah, man. Uh, it was great. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for here. We're gonna end. We're gonna end here. We'll come back with the return of Oliver Queen with the uh, starting with the Kevin Smith run, and we'll go 
all the way through Benjamin Percy's uh, Rebirth run. Have you started reading it all? Reading which one? Uh, the, the next run? No, I haven't started that yet. I forgot how much I enjoyed Kevin Smith on comics. Yeah. He wrote the hell out of, uh, out of uh, GA. And I want to say, like, it's one of the weird things. It's like, between that, I, I want to say even the New 52 stuff with Green Arrow is supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and the, the Rebirth run. So it's like, you're getting to a point also when you start getting this this consistency with Green Arrow stuff that, again, I think it's like, it kind of floats under, falls under the radar, flies under the radar, and nobody sees it. But, like, there's some good stuff here. And again... Yeah, we'll, but, we'll get to it because... Kevin Smith's been on it for too long, but he's like, I got a couple series I really want to tell. And one of them is like a sequel to Hard Traveling Heroes. Mm-hmm. And it's Ollie and Roy in the series of Rent-A-Cars. <laughs> and it's them just talking, and it's dope. Like I said, it's, it's, it's interesting to me, to me, and we talked about this before, Kyle, when we were, we were last year, when we were doing the polls and we were talking about what we were reading, I kept telling people, it's like, yo, you know what? People keep talking about, you know, Ironheart and, and Miles Morales and all these, you know, Captain Marvel and all these other SGW books, but I'm like, how's Green Arrow getting away with this shit? I'm like, they're doing this with a white dude, yo. It's like, yo, he's not yo, even playing. Miles and Kamala and, this, and Captain Marvel, they're all showing you what can be different. Right. Oliver's yelling at you. Right. Like, it's like, I, I'm sorry. It's not action. Oliver's like, and another motherfucking thing, right. you white, lazy motherfuckers. Like, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> Right, Vision like Percy, right, the real one. I'm just saying, like, you know, you want to talk about your the you know the SJW of the comic world is is honestly Oliver Queen. He just and, it, and anyone who tells you that shit's new is a liar. It is not. I mean, it has been there since the be- not since the beginning, but since that when he we really get the definition of who Oliver Queen is. When you think about it, it has been this. It has been. Has always been. And. It is oh man, I can't I can't wait to look look forward to that kind of stuff because um it ties it, it all comes from this base here. And that's why we kinda wanna split it here so we can get into that that uh, so we can go into the next one uh and and, and deal with kind of like how we got this we need you need the foundation first before you get into this the you know, them really I even hate to say it, but them them really not giving a fuck about <laughs> what messaging they're trying to send <laughs> with this character. So um that's all I got, man. You got anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? Just a lot of, like, I forgot how much the Grell stuff informs everything else. Mm-hmm. But, man, it is smart. It's well written. Talk about comics that hold up today. Yeah, go read some Grell. Yeah, man. It, it, it is one of those things. Like, if you want to just, uh, you know, I always think people talk about something. We just want some dark and gritty, and we want something, like, more mature. It's like, read the Grell stuff. Like the Grell stuff to me is kind of like what the Peter David stuff for, um, um, uh, Peter David. Um, was it Peter David? For who? For uh, Aquaman. Yes. Yeah, Peter David's Aquaman. Um, it's kind of like that. It's like really defining stuff when you, you kind of overlook it and don't think about it. And then you start reading, you're like, holy shit, this stuff is good. Hey, wait, what are we, yo, we got keeping this, a, we keeping this shit a secret? Like, why is this shit not on DC uh, Universe? DC. Why is it not on DC Universe? <laughs> um, all right, folks. 
like I said, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Character Corner on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Uh, leave it on iTunes so we can read it. Uh, but also you can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher Radio. I think people still use Stitcher. Anywhere you get your favorite podcast, just put it in Character Corner. Um, we'll be back hopefully in a, like a couple weeks. We're going to try to stretch this one not too long. And we'll finish up Green Arrow Part 2. Um, so, yeah. Stay tuned. Thank you guys very much for listening. And until next time, we are out of here. Peace.